Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Never Alone podcast with me, your host and friend, hopefully. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Now, I'm not particularly happy with where I am <laughs> at the moment, but it's okay. Um, I'm in a room, obviously, but this room has, I don't know if you can like hear or notice it, but it has quite like a big echo going on so it feels like the whole world can hear me and I don't like that so but we're here this is the only room that I could find that was empty so I was like you know what I could have either like been here or I would record the episode tomorrow and I don't want to do that tomorrow so this is what we're dealing with but it's okay it's honestly not that deep I'm super excited for today's episode it's going to be a really interesting one. I hope that it's interesting because I think what I'm going to talk about can be like, what is this episode? And even to me, it's like, what is this episode? But I truly think that there is something that I can say about it, but I'll get into that a bit later. But firstly, self-check-in moment. How are you doing? Um, I hope you're well. I hope you're happy. I hope you're healthy. hope that you are taking care of the... And that you had a great, you had a great, great day today. Um, I hope you did something that you enjoyed. I hope you had fun. Um, I just hope you had a good time today, truly. Today, today for me was pretty slow. I think it's interesting now because um, we're not practicing or there's nothing really coming up at the moment. So it's like, what do I fill my days with? You know what I mean? But I always find something, either whether that's watching something, reading, or, you know, there's always something to do. So that's pretty cool. But I'm okay. I think I'm doing fine. I'm kind of tired at this moment in time. Um, I'm, like, thinking now if I want to shower after this or if I'm going to shower tomorrow morning. I think I want to shower tomorrow morning. But the thing is, okay, here's my little, is it a predicament? I don't know. So my phone right now is at 20%. And I was planning on watching something today. So it's like I can't watch something on 20%. Because, well, actually, I, I, well, it won't be at 20% by the end of this episode. It'll be at like 11 or something. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, and I wanted to watch something. So, and then I was thinking, if I shower, then I can charge my phone whilst I'm showering. But the thing is, like, our shower is so disappointing that you have to wait literally 10 minutes for the water to get warm. And sometimes it it doesn't even get warm. So it's like, but that would charge my phone and then I could watch something or I could just, like, leave it and watch something on my... Actually, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to watch something on my laptop rather um, and not shower, and rather shower tomorrow morning, because I think that would be, I just think it'll be better if I shower tomorrow morning, um, for many reasons, so, okay, thank you for helping, I got my game plan, (laughs) um, but yeah, if your day didn't go so swell, it's okay, it happens to the best of us, but you know what, tomorrow's a new day, the sun will rise again, and we go again tomorrow with a good, positive attitude, as we do, we keep going, because that's just what we do, you know, and once again, thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you are new and you have no idea, okay, there we go. If you are new, whoop. 
excuse me, and you have no idea who I am, that's okay. My name is Nelly, and this is the Never Alone. This is Never Alone with Nelly. That's the name of the pod. Um, and I'm so happy to have you here. Hope you can stick around. It's always a fun time. <laughs> well, I hope it is. It's always a fun time for me, at least. Um, being here, doing the episode, and whilst I'm talking about you know the pod itself, I want to remind you that episodes come out every thir- every Thursday and Sunday from now until the winter break, and that you can support the pod, and I would love for you to really appreciate that by following the pod on Spotify, um, leaving a review, leaving a rating, letting me know what you'd like, what you'd like to see more of, I usually say that at the end, Um, but you can also follow the pod on Instagram, which is at NeverLearnPod, and on Twitter, which is at NeverLearnPodcast, because I post there occasionally, and I think it's a nice little place to connect with the lovely, lovely community we have, or we are growing, at least, all three of us. Um, so I just wanted to let you know on that. And let me just jump in, because I don't know, if this, I don't think this episode is going to be that long. Well, then again, you never know. But I guess it could be like a short and sweet type thing. So let's get into it. Firstly, though, as you know, we need to talk. <laughs> We need to talk before getting into the topic of this episode. We're going to have a nice little chat about life and what's going on. Not much has happened since we last spoke, but something very exciting did happen. I watched The Hunger Games. Yes, on Friday. On free, I watched Hunger Games on Friday, which is when it came out in theaters. And let me tell you. Okay, before talking about The Hunger Games, I want to talk about something before. Because this was like super surprising to me. So when I'm like I'm in the the theater, the movie theater now, the cinema, and you know they play a lot of trailers. They play like Mean Girls. They play this other thing, and then they play this other thing, and then this other trailer came. I think it's directed or something by George Clooney, and I was like, what? It was so like random. I was like, okay, and the movie is called um, Boys in a. Is it Boys in a Boat? Oh, I might have got that wrong. Boys in a boat or boys in the boat. Something along those lines. And I'm watching this trailer and I'm super like, from like the beginning, firstly, George Clooney directing, okay. Um, and I'm super drawn to this thing. I'm like, okay. And something, the trailer was pretty long. It was like explaining the whole story, but I feel like it's more nuanced than that and more complicated, but... I wrote, (laughs) I literally started tearing up in the trailer. And now I I was like, this is the first time that I've like teared up slash cried in a trailer. Like, if you think about that for a second, like, why am I crying during a trailer? I don't know, something about this movie made me tear up a little bit. And I was like, what? The heck? Like, why did I get super emotional watching a trailer of a movie? And just that initial reaction, I'm like, I have to see this movie when it comes out. So I will be watching Boys in the Boat. Now, I don't know if I'm going to watch it in the movies or just by myself. Well, that's a whole new thing. But I am going to watch Wonka in the movies because I want to see Timmy sing. Um, don't know if I'm going to watch Aquaman in the movies. Not sure about that. Then again, movie tickets are super expensive. 
and I, yeah, there's just like so much going on. Anyway, then the Hunger Games played. Now, let me tell you what. I loved it. Now, if you don't know, I love the Hunger Games. I think in a couple of episodes before, <clears throat> I spoke about like how I even wrote it on my phone's notes app saying that the Hunger Game like franchise is honestly one of my favorites of all time. Just like the beginning, Catching Fire, Mocking Jay, Part 1 and 2, just like the whole series is honestly one of my favorite things in the entire world. I literally freak out every time I watch the movies. I just get so excited. Oh my word. Just thinking about it makes me so happy. And being brought back, I never knew, like I never ever ever knew that there was a a prequel. Now, I haven't read the books. Now, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think I'll ever read the books. But, because I remember the first book my brother had, and I needed something to read. And I was like, let me read this, whatever. I opened the first page. I read the first page. And then I just, like, put it down. Now, mind you, I was, like, very young. So maybe this version of me will enjoy it. But at the time, I was like, I'm not reading this book. Um, But I love the movies and the world and the characters. And I didn't know there was a prequel. And kind of being brought back into the world of Pan Am and just, like, the whole fantasy element of the Hunger Games was so fun, nostalgic, and exciting. And to see, like, different characters. Obviously, this kind of focuses on um, on Snow, Coriolanus Snow, and his story, and how he becomes who he ends up being, like, 64 years later or something like that. Um, and it's super interesting. Um, I think... What surprised me, also not really surprised me, is the musical element of the the movie. Obviously, we know Rachel Ziegler is like a talented performer and singer, so it would be kind of like a wasted opportunity not to use that and use her beautiful voice um, through Lucy Gray Baird. Um, and I just think it was so different, but also so like nostalgic at the same time because you can definitely tell that and obviously it is like it's its own thing but it's also like Pan Am like Hunger Games though the Hunger Games we all know and love like there were elements of that and I just love I just love it so much I just love it so much and I was gonna talk I was gonna like reflect yesterday like right after the movie but then I was like no I kind of want to let it sit and maybe Maybe through interviews or maybe through just me letting it deep inside of me, I will, you know, digest the movie a bit better and not be, I guess, super, like, reactive and emotional. Not emotional. Emotional is not the right word, but just reactive. And I, I, just, I just wanted to let the movie sit and me think about it. And a common, like, word that kept coming back was compelling. I think... That's like the thing about these movies and people's performances and especially this movie was compelling. I think Tom Blythe by Coriolanus Snow is, I don't know where the word compelling comes from, but just like it was so, how do I describe this? It was so drawing 
that it really made you like focus on everyone's performances as like you want to listen to every single word this person's saying because it's important and it's important for their character and the story or whatever but something about everyone's performance and the movie was so compelling and drawing it's like you could not miss like you can't afford to go to the bathroom no you have to sit and watch the whole thing to get the whole thing and i think a lot of what i well for me at least was in the non-spokenness and that's definitely not a word but the unspoken was very loud um what was that and what i mean by that is i guess like just facial expressions and reactions from like you know so not every not necessarily what people were saying was like the big thing but just like looking at Coriolanus's face when this is happening or Lucy Gray's face when this is happening and kind of seeing her face process what's going on and that's just like the brilliance and talentedness of the actors you know Josh Rivera, Rachel Zegler, Tom Blythe and Hunter Schaefer who was amazing as Tigress. Okay I need to say something about Tigress because maybe it's just a me thing but I only recall <laughs> I only recall seeing Tigress in like Mockingjay part 1 I think in the movies specifically but I only recall seeing her like when the rebellion was happening with like Katniss and Peter and was Finnick there yeah Finnick was there and they were moving to through the districts to make it to the capital I think and there was like a hideout situation and then Tigress comes out that's the only recollection i have of tigress in the movies i'll probably have to go back and kind of go deeper but i'm like oh tigress is like pretty pretty close with coriolanus like you know like snow and i was like oh but i don't i don't remember maybe in the books it's a whole different story but in the movies i only recall seeing her like once <laughs> once or twice but hunter was so good as tigers her performance was also very then again compelling all of their was like compelling and drew you in and it was just like what is the word not seductive but kind of not hypnotizing but it's just so i don't know i can't find the words but i would just say it was amazing and moving on to the music Then again this music element was super surprising but also not really because we know that Rachel is an amazing singer um but the amount of music in terms of like we like Lucy Gray is um part of the Covey and she performs with the Covey like the band like we're aware of that but then there was like some random moments um like when she when she kind of gets chosen i guess to as a tribute and you know she's on the stage like falling and the the crowd starts to sing what do they sing they say go can't take my past and then some other dude goes can't take my history can't take my charm and then there's like this thing going i'm like what what is happening and lucy sings she carries on singing and it's just like this it's so 
I don't know. It's because it's quiet. There's no commotion happening. It's just Rachel, Lucy Gray singing. And everyone in the Capitol is watching. And then she goes into the mic and sings, you can da da da. And I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, and that's like the first glimpse we get of um, Lucy Gray singing. And then where's the other one where you get of her singing? Oh, like when she sings for the thing. That was super awkward. The Ballad of Lucy Gray, but it was a good song. Um, and then where's this? Oh, so she sings in the arena. I want to talk about when she sings in the arena because this was really interesting to me. And probably one of my favorite moments in the movie. Um, but if you look at the thing, there are similarities. Like, I'm not the right person to go to do this stuff. Like... There are definitely more people who know more than I do. But me as a fan, like, I just see, like, when Lucy Gray is in the arena and she's going, Jessup, Jessup, she's screaming for this man. And there's this, like, moment where she has to kind of, like, collect herself and kind of realize, oh, snap, like, I need to be ready kind of thing. And that reminded me of... Is it the second movie with the quarter guard? Yeah, it was the second movie when Katniss is kind of... I think when... Is it Senna? When Senna gets killed in front of her and then she gets, like, elevated up into the arena with the water and whatnot. And she's kind of, like, disoriented by everything around her. Like, she's in shock. And then there's that moment where she has to kind of collect herself, like... Lucy Gray did, she closes her eyes, and it's like this weird thing of, not weird thing, but this thing of, like, seeing their faces kind of, and it's just like, ugh, such talented people, and they kind of collect themselves, and then she opens her eyes, and I don't know, though that was, like, super similar, because I remember seeing that look in Katniss's face, where she was, like, a very close friend of mine just died, now I, I'm, like, in this arena needing to fight for my life. And she's super disoriented. And then she closes her eyes. And then she gets this look in her face of like readiness and rage and fire and anger. There's like so many things happening. Both Lucy Gray, it's like also disoriented a little bit, screaming for this Jessup dude. And then she closes her eyes to collect herself. It's like so good. Um, but moving on, they're in the arena for like a bit. And then the snakes come in. And obviously we know what Corio did with the snake situation if you watch the movie. Oh, I am spoiling, by the way. Um, and the snakes basically kill everybody. And Lucy is kind of like crawling away, but the snakes aren't like killing her. But she's crawling away, they're climbing on her. And then she starts singing. I'm like, okay. And in the beginning, I was not for it. I was like, this is not a musical. Like, it's not a musical. Why? Is she deciding to sing? But then again, you realize, oh, like, you know, I guess you could say her singing or her voice is kind of like her weapon in some, I don't know. But she uses her voice. So it was like, this is not a musical, but I might, eh, whatever. And they start singing. And people in the capital are asking, why are the snakes not attacking her? And obviously us as the audience know, but people in the capital obviously don't. And then Corio goes, maybe it's her singing. And this is a very captivating performance by Lucy Gray, aka Rachel. But there's this moment, and like this, like you can hear the score, like the music of like, I don't know what is, but you know the score of like a, a movie. 
and there's this like weird like gravitas like like this build up when she sings and this it's like this beautiful shot of like the snakes below her kind of on her half of her and she's oh my word it is breathtaking and she sings it's it's just such a beautiful like collection of things elements coming together and it's like this powerful moment of like Lucy Gray should be dying by these snakes, but she isn't. They're just, like, wrapping around her in this, like, ugh. And the music, the film, the score just adds to it whilst Rachel is singing. And it's just, like, so... I actually want to watch that again. Because it was, like, such a powerful moment. And I was, like, this is, like, the best thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) No, but then, obviously, she doesn't die. And I just, that was, like, a big thing. I don't know. Just, like, everything of that scene was just, like, chef's kiss. Um, moving, so that's really all I have to say about the movie. And just, like, performances. I mean, who really shook me? Let me talk about this. I was pretty disappointed with Sejanus. Obviously, I don't know much about Sejanus. People seem to love the man. But knowing, like, I know, like, Josh Rivera is such a talented actor. I just wish they gave him a bit more. You know what I mean? For example, in the trailer, um, there's the scene of where he goes, You monsters! All of you! And it's like, whoa. Now, in my brain, I was like, I'm excited to see what that's about. Because you think, oh, that's just like a snippet of what we're actually going to see in the movie. Then turns out in the movie, that's exactly what happened. And I was just like a bit disappointed because I would have thought that there would have been something leading up to him acting that way, if that makes sense. Like, obviously, uh, was it Marcus? A friend of his died in the games. And then he just gets up and he throws the chair and he goes, you're masters, all of you. And that's okay. But I wish at least he would have said a few things before that leading up to him saying, you're monsters, all of you. Not him just going, throwing a chair, you're monsters, all of you. You know what I mean? So at least I just wish there was a bit more dialogue going on there. As, so there was like this build up to him, if that makes sense. But he is amazing, Joshua Rivera. It's like, I, <laughs> I don't know how you get to that point. Anyway, just like performances, Rachel, Tom Blight. I had never, ever, ever heard of this man ever in my entire life. And seeing him as Coriolana Snow it was quite something. And it's interesting to see that the snow we know, ooh, okay, boss, in like the Hunger Games, and wh- how slash why he becomes the way he is, is because of Lucy Greybeard. But I don't blame Lucy, to be fair, because there was something about Corio. That was really interesting because he is like this nice, soft dude-ish. But the first time I suspected there's like this, there's like this thing going on inside of him, like this dark side. And it was first when he killed the tribute. Like he hit the tribute twice over the head and the tribute was like down on the floor. Like he's down, like he's not getting up. So Corio could have literally just left in that moment. But something like it's like a switch happened where he had to hit the dude again and or you know end up killing the guy like he didn't have to do that he didn't have to do that please don't come in here 
and it was oh my word so I know these people here and I was like please don't come in because I have to pause this thing but he didn't have to do that but there was like this there was this look in his eyes where it was like what the heck like this like it's like a switch happened and Tom Black is so brilliant at like making that kind of subtle but also evident if that makes sense like you can and then again in where Lucy was performing he was punching this guy who was like heckling um Lucy Gray um and he punches him twice and like the guy's out and then Sejanus has to push push him away pull him away sorry and it's like there's something going on and I think that thing kind of like scared Lucy Gray a little bit because and then also when what's the name Corio shot the man and then Lucy Gray was like what the what did you just do so there was like this darker side to him and then obviously when they go in the shed and he picks up the gun and he goes this feels whatever and he goes it feels powerful <laughs> that's when I knew oh snap like something and then they had that conversation and then Lucy Gray obviously ran away and that kind of made Coriolanus, you know, go to the other side. And I can't exactly recall what he said when he met with Dr. Volume, what's her name? Volumnia, Gal, whatever, um, who's played by the amazing Viola Davis. And she asked him, what are the Hunger Games for? And he says this amazing thing. Um, and that's the moment, you know what I mean? Um, so it's interesting to say that Lucy Gray is, I wouldn't say the reason, but is part of why Corio becomes the way he is and how he is. Um, which is, honestly, I get it. I get it from both sides, Lucy Gray's side, because, like, Corio is scary, you know? And it's those blue eyes, like, those blue eyes that Tom Blythe has that makes it, like, super intense at the same time. Um... But I loved it. I loved the movie. My favorite song, though. Let me tell you my favorite song. And there was also this thing of, like, after the movie, I went and binged um, <clears throat> the interviews. Because I was scared some interviews would have spoilers. And I didn't know. But it's so nice to be familiar with the characters. I mean, the actors. I mean, I'm already aware of Rachel Zegler and Joshua Rivera. But Tom Blythe and Hunter, I love all of them. So it's super cool um, that they're so open to talk about. And that they can because of the the strike um and yeah i just go on a deep dive i love going on a deep dive um because then again i know nothing i'm just like a fan you know making her own little interpretations of what she just watched so but my favorite movie i mean my favorite song is a hundred percent um what's the song called pure driven snow oh my gosh and the way rachel sings that song it's oh, it's hypnotizing. It's hip, hypnotizing. Is that the right word? It's so like you're as pure as a driven snow. She goes there. I mean, I can't go there, but Rachel goes there, and she can go there. And it's just like, oh, and just oh, the foaming and oh my word, it's just like. The best thing ever. Um, and another one last thing I'll say is like 
that they kept asking is, do you prefer like curls, Coriolanus snow, or buzz? Me, I'm a hundred percent buzz. I think buzz looked really good. I mean, there was yeah, no, I I just thought buzz was always better. Um, he looked good with the curls, but I was always buzz. Um, what else did I want to say? What else did I want to say? Oh, choreo. I remember I was watching, like, interviews, and Tom Blythe kept calling Coriolanus Choreo. And I was like, who is Choreo? Why do they keep calling this man Choreo? And then, because we just know him as Snow, usually, and Coriolanus Snow. Um, but it's actually pretty tricky to say, because a lot of people got it wrong by saying Cornelius But I think Coriolanus is such a pretty name. I, I don't know. I just think it's a pretty name. So I'm definitely going to name like a pet of mine one day. Coriolanus. I just think it's a really pretty name. And then like the name Corio is such a cool name. So, yeah. Anyway, that is my little rant about... That was pretty... That was like half an hour. I'm so sorry about that. But I... This is this is what Film Club is for. Oh, should I save this for Film Club? Maybe I will. I will probably put this in Film Club. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to do that eventually. So putting a pen in this, this is like we're going to be a movie for Film Club one day. And yeah, you'll just like, if you are a dedicated and loyal listener of the party, you'll probably hear this twice. But let me make a note of that. <laughs> Future... Club. Just make a note of that because, yeah, it's just like that good. Um, save audio. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about what this episode is actually about, even 30 minutes later. Um, now I must think. Yeah. So as you can tell by the title of this episode, it's called, (laughs) it's literally called, I Don't Know, and that's okay. Now, to be fair, the episode was called, um, I Don't Know, but I I found that to be a bit too vague and misleading, so I just thought, let me make it I Don't Know, and that's okay. Um, And basically what I'm going to like, Honestly, I don't know what I'm talking about, but let me talk about how this came about. I think that's how I make most sense of my episode titles. How did this come about? Okay, so basically, there was one day, not one day, but there was a time, um, I would say a couple of weeks ago, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, where I just, rem- oh no, wait, let me tell you what first sparked this thought. Who spoke about it? Um, someone spoke about it, but I can't, I don't want to say it was Emma, I don't want to say it was Olivia, I don't want to say it was, but somebody spoke about it, but I can't remember who it was, but they kept saying that they found that they were, they kept, to a lot of questions that they were being asked, they found that they kept saying, I don't know. You know what I mean? They just kept saying, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And this ultimately led to them being like, I actually don't know a lot about myself. You know, like, this person doesn't know what they like. They don't know what makes them 
what they enjoy to do, what they don't like. Summary, they just don't know what they just don't know. And that kind of just like sparked the thought, really. And then a couple, like time passed as it does. And I found myself like a couple of weeks ago thinking like, dang, like I don't know a lot of things, you know, and especially being in this like new place, country, other side of the world, it's like, I don't know a lot of things because I'm used to being like, you know, being in a place and if someone asks me something, I can tell them. You know what I mean? And also, like, I can tell them what they're asking me because I know where I am. I know, like, things. But being here, it's like, I don't know a lot. Naturally. Like, how could you expect to know things when you've, like, completely moved to a new country, culture, other side of the world, all by yourself, figuring out how to live alone whilst balancing being a student athlete and academics and all these things that you're juggling, like how in the world can you expect to know everything? Um, and that's been as hard as, as you know, weird as not, but that's been pretty tricky because it's that thing of like being open to learn and to ask questions. Now, to be fair, I don't really have a problem with asking things because I'm aware that I don't know a lot of things but sometimes it's like here's what I said and this is only to me I'm not saying that this applies to everybody else does that make sense I'm not saying that what I'm saying is that this is strictly what I think in my brain which is so dumb actually it's so dumb but for some odd reason I associate me, like, I associate, like, I mean, let me put it like this. I, this is what my brain thinks. I don't know equals stupid. Or I don't know equals dumb or useless, whatever. You kind of get the gist. But that's kind of what's happening in my brain. For some reason, I associate not knowing something as being stupid. And this is not for somebody else. Like, if... <clears throat> Like, if someone else didn't know something, I would be more than happy if I had someone of an idea. But if I would be more happy to inform the person. Like, if someone said, I don't know something, I wouldn't be like, oh, you're stupid. No, I won't do that. That's just rude. Um, but then again, I do that to myself. Going back to the previous episode, learning to be kinder to myself. But that's kind of what I associate is like, me not knowing something equals being dumb or being stupid. And... It's like, that's not true, obviously. And especially this phrase of like, I don't know, that's okay, is so prevalent for me being here, especially, as I said, I think I said like five times now, but moving to a completely new country, living alone for the first time without my parent, my mom, um, you know, doing a lot of things by myself for the first time. I mean, I have been, like, by myself, but this is truly, like, a dissociation, not dissociation, what's the word? Departure from, you know, the secure, it's not security, that's not the right word, but, like, just, like, departing from the care of my mom and kind of being here by myself, doing a lot of things by myself and learning a lot while being here. So, naturally... 
I'm not going to know <laughs> a lot of things. And it comes back to having that open openness to learn. And as much as I say, yeah, it's been easy. Like, I'm not that, you know, picky when asking questions. But it's not always that. Like, it depends on what it is, though. Like, for me, it's like I feel like an idiot when I ask a question of, like, how do you do this or where can I get this because it feels like I should know like I feel like as a 19 year old like I should know this but I don't like I genuinely don't and that ends up me feeling like a dumb bum a stupid (laughs) it makes me feel stupid but that's not the case and I think I need to be more comfortable you know asking questions stupid questions and they say like no question is a dumb question because and even at school you learn this they say maybe a question that you asked someone was already wondering but was too afraid to put up their hand and a lot of the time I'm the person too afraid to put up my hand so I don't like put up my hand but I try to be open to learning you know what I mean because and for some odd reason I always think that people expect me to know certain things because of certain things you know they think oh you're literally like 19 years old you should know this but that's not always the case you know and I think realizing that and then again just being open to learn is something I'm trying to um is something I'm trying to do um but it is what it is. It's a process. It's a journey, as I said. And it's like, then again, admit, admitting that I don't know a lot of things, which is, well, for me personally, is hard to do. Um, but for some people, it could be like super easy. I don't know. But, oh my word, that was a lot. I've found it particularly challenging. Um, admitting that and then again I'm at a point now like I'm talking about this episode not me conquering this idea this is kind of me learning and it's me like at the beginning of conquering this like idea of like not knowing anything so I'll let you know how it goes um and I think it's well not necessarily admitting most importantly and you know admitting admitting it to yourself that you don't know everything and that it's okay to not know a lot of things and to ask questions if you if you are confused or you want to know more about something um and being okay with I guess the idea or the possibility of someone thinking that you're an idiot or that you're you're stupid or something and it's kind of like liberating being in a country or a place that you've never been before because one it's like and especially at a university that's pretty well this isn't a big university but it's got a lot of people like you know you could like look dumb in front of somebody but it's like I'm never gonna see that person ever again so that's okay um but also excuse me yeah that actually I don't know where that was gonna go but um, yeah, I have no idea what I'm actually trying to say here, but I hope what I said makes sense. As I said, I'm like said at the beginning of this thing and at, I mean, I've been here for four months. I've got a pretty good grasp of like 
what's going on <laughs> for the most part. But I feel like in the spring season where everything's going to be way more like quick, quick and, you know, there's going to be a lot of uncertainty and me asking a few questions like, like, for instance, I had a, well, I'm not going to go into this because I think it's pretty like private. Um, I had a meeting with my coaches and I kind of, well, I'm not like afraid of opening up. I just am very tentative because I, for some odd reason, I have this like idea that that's going to be used against me in some odd way. So I kind of pick and choose my moments to open up or not, um, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I did open up a little bit because you want the because you think or I think that the coaches want what's best for me and to kind of let them in and get them to. Um, know where I am I think is important that might put an answer to a lot of like maybe questions that they were having I, I don't know I mean I'm like making stuff up now but I opened up a little bit and I asked a few questions because there were some moments during the fall where I was a little bit confuzzled about a few things and made me feel a bit uneasy or well, not uneasy but it just, I just feel like it was a bit of a misinterpretation situation going on and I asked a few questions it was uncomfortable for me to ask a question, especially as a freshman, to be like, wait, I have something to say. It's like, whoa. You know, but I think a culture that is being built here, at least, or in our team, is like, you don't want anyone to be too scared to, you know, use their voice and voice their opinions because I think it's important. It's a team. You know, you want everyone to succeed, to do well. So hearing everyone out, I think, is important. And you know, I don't know, that kind of went all over the place, but just trying to, I mean, I'm not in a position right now where I'm asking a lot of questions, so, but there are a lot of things that I don't know, and kind of being like, that's okay, you know, that's okay, and if I would like to ask someone, there are people who are so willing to answer those questions for me, and are willing to help, which is so nice, and then again, it's like, I'm only hard on myself with this thing. Then again, if someone didn't know something, I would like try my best to help in any way that I can or maybe point them to someone who can help in any way that I can. I would not for like a second think you're stupid. But for some odd reason, that's what I do to myself. And then it becomes that thing of like, I don't want them to think I'm dumb. I don't want them to think I'm stupid. But I can probably, like, guarantee that they're not thinking that. Well, at least I'm not. <laughs> if someone asks me something, I'm not. So, well, then again, I'm not, I don't know. I won't speak on everyone's behalf, but I'm just saying. It's, um, it's an interesting little thing. So, I'm definitely trying to become more open to learning, um, which is interesting. But I feel like I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not, like you know, stressing over it, but I think it's just something to be aware of, you know what I mean, because then it, it made me think, like, um, why, like, I'm confused about this thing, and I would think to myself, then why am I not asking about, like, why am I not saying that I'm confused, can you explain again, like, why am I not doing that, and kind of getting to the root of that is that, like, I'm afraid to look down. And it's, it's super basic, but it's so, like, uh, at the same time. And then, like, dates back to school. Um, 
it, I think in school for me, it was like, I never put up my hand in some classes because I was just like so afraid of being wrong. But then sometimes I was wrong and then a teacher would correct me and then I'd learn from that. But it's just like that feeling of being wrong is like <laughs> the worst feeling ever. And obviously there's so many other factors playing at the same time. You think everyone's judging you and stuff like that. But most of the time, no one really cares at the same time. And everyone is focused on their own little thing, their own little situation. So it's like, you're fine. You're chilling, you know. There was an episode. Okay, that's all I have, basically, on on that. I know it wasn't much. Um, and maybe one day um, we'll kind of dive deeper into that. But that's all I have for now, at this moment in time. It's so interesting. I'm not going to talk about this now, because I feel like this is for another day. Or another year. Maybe next year I'll explore this. Let me write. Future N-A-E-P question mark. Um, but basically, I'm going to tease it here because why not? But it says, becoming a leader through osmosis. That's so, like, random. But I was having this thought two days ago, I think, because my one friend very early in this in the term asked me something. And I was like, hmm. And then I, I just let it sit for a bit, and then I thought about this a couple of days ago. Um, so we'll explore it one day, maybe, no, I feel like it's too early to explore this, maybe, oh no, maybe it's like the perfect time, so maybe during the, <clears throat> the winter break, bonanza, <laughs> we will, we will do that, speaking of the bonanza, um, I feel like that's what we're calling it now, the WBB, um, I actually had like nothing to say about that. <laughs> I don't know about that, but um, what I will say, there will be cooking involved, there will be movies involved. I am working on, well, define working, but I am trying, attempting to, in some way, get visuals out. Like, I want to definitely dive more into, like, reels and um, video footage if you must and just seeing how that would go and how to do that um because I'm gonna be like alone everyone in like my team and my roommate is going back home for the winter break naturally and I'm gonna stay here so I'm gonna have a lot of time in my hands I'm gonna be going to the gym practicing and obviously focusing on the pod you thought I was gonna say school no (laughs) I'll be focusing on the podcast and how I can have more fun with it so that's all i have for now folks thank you so much if you've made it thus far into the episode you already know that you are a real one okay and that i appreciate you and i'm so so thankful and forever grateful for you and your support if you do and if you'd like to support the pod which i would appreciate so much is that you can follow the pod on spotify um you can leave a review a rating let me know what you like what you didn't like what you'd like to see more of i would be more than happy to answer those questions for you and you can also follow the pod on instagram at never alone pod and on twitter at never alone podcast i post there quite a bit on instagram i'm doing like 
mostly stories because um, I don't I have like nothing really my my days are so boring um, but what did I say oh doing stories so I do a song of the day when I remember to do a song of the day um, and I think that's pretty fun because sometimes I listen to songs and I'm like this is like this gives song of the day vibes you know like what energy I'm trying to channel you know and so today's song of the day well, when I'm recording this was main thing. I was in the gym. <clears throat> My phone's on four percent. I was in the gym, and main thing, I was listening to the Julian the Phantom soundtrack. So good, like one of my favorites ever. And what was I saying? Main thing by Madison Reyes and Jada Marie came on it. That's a good song. Like that song goes crazy. It goes. That song goes. And I'm like, ooh, best friend. Tell me what's poppin'. Tell me your name, Yaka. It's such a good song. So I was really getting into that vibe and that energy. I was like, this is such a song of the day energy. And just trying to challenge, channel that main thing energy today in the gym. It's lean season. I'm working on my body. Want to be healthy. So, yeah. Anyway, my phone is about to die. So that being said, folks, it has been fun, as it always is. And... I'm excited for what's to come. Oh, I'm dropping balls these days. What's going on? <laughs> um, I'm excited. I'm just, I'm just excited for life at this point in time. It's just like life is exciting sometimes. Um, but I will see you very soon. So mwah, mwah. hugs and kisses all around, always. And I will see you on the next one.